Yo, what's up? This is Bring the Noise Podcast with your boy Straight the Clipper in the house. And yo, we coming at you today with another album review. We taking it back to the West Coast from one of the most insanely underrated MCs of all time from the world's most dangerous group, which is NWA, boy. But we're gonna dive into MC Ren. In his second album, The Villain in Black, alright? So, yo, just a little, little context on who MC Ren is. Because, okay, if you're an NWA fan, you've seen the movie, everything, you probably know the names of the members, but you don't really... Look, the movie doesn't do Ren any justice. And I said it from the minute that movie came out. I saw the trailer and I was like, I didn't see more than one second of MC Ren. Alright, we all know who the who the heavy hitters of NWA are, alright? We all know Dr. Dre, we all know Ice Cube, and Easy e and, I mean, DJ Yell is probably more unknown, but, like, he's right there with Renan being unknown. Look, MC Ren is, like, when I say he's the most unknown, like, he just doesn't get his flowers, right? I get it. Ice Cube is a top-notch MC. Dre's a dope-ass producer, and obviously Easy just has the voice and the look and everything about him. But here's the thing with MC Ren. So, he pretty much wrote just as much as Ice Cube did for the group, right? Easy does it, Easy's first album. Like, Ren wrote half of that, right? Ren wrote half of Straight Outta Compton. And Ren pretty much wrote the whole... I mean, second album from NWA, Ends for Life. I mean, obviously the DLC had some credits in there of writing too, but what I'm trying to say is MC Ren doesn't ever get as much recognition as the rest of the group, and he played just as vital a role in making that group a super group. Also, he had a fucking awesome solo career, all right? Again, Maybe you don't know his albums quite as much as you do Ice Cube's albums or Dre's albums or Easy's albums, but like, bro, his EP "Kiss My Black Ass" went platinum like within like a few months. All right, "Shock of the Hour" went platinum. All right, so the villain in black. The, here's the reason why I decided to pick this album over his first album or his album later in the '90s, "Ruthless for Life." Okay. So, The Villain in Black holds a special place for me, alright? Growing up, listening to NWA, MC Ren was always my favorite MC out of NWA. I've always been a little weird, alright? That's just how it's been. And here's why. I get it. Ice Cube's got the better lyrics, you know, and everything. But, like, when it comes to flowing, like, bro, MC Ren can flow, okay? Like, he's literally, like... Out of the group, I mean, when it comes to all of a sudden sporadically just going like and then bringing it back, like, dude, you go listen to MC Ren and he does, he does it on this album, he does it on almost any album, NWA albums he's been on, right? I always liked his flow, 
thought his lyrics were dope. I also thought he was one of the most gangsta out of them all. I mean, he was fucking ruthless with his lyrics, like pun intended there. But anyway, just I just had to give MC Ren some props and let you know, you know, why I'm picking him out of all the members of NWA to pick to do an album review on. I'm picking him and I'm picking his second album again, like I was just trying to say before I went off on a tangent. So when I branched out on my own and started listening to my own music, because up until then I just listened to what my older brothers listened to and I liked it, but I wasn't picking out my own music, right? So like two years into me uh, picking my own music, like I want to say I went like digging for hip hop, kind of like how they went crate digging for samples. I would go to these bum ass fucking used CD shops and just surf through all their used hip hop section to see what I what looked cool, what stuck out to me or whatnot, right? So I had no idea, you know, when I was in seventh, eighth grade that MC Ren even had solo albums. So I'm scrolling through these CDs and I find this album, The Villain in Black. I'm like, man, I like MC Ren. He's my favorite from NWA. I'm going to pick this up, see what it's all about. And I was not disappointed, man. This is a fucking dope-ass album, all right? It was released April 9th. 1996 on Ruthless Records and so a little background on this album so obviously I said all the success he had with the Shock of the Hour album from 93 and his EP Kiss My Black Ass from 91 I believe that was um here's the thing so he was kind of coming back to back you know the NWA album Ends for Life was in 91 Kiss My Black Ass was 92 Shock of the Hours, 93, you know, prior to that, they had 100 Miles and Running in 1990, the little EP there, and then obviously Straight Outta Compton in 88. So, I mean, he was coming with stuff, you know, he had a group called CPO that he was a part of too, you know, anyway. Um, so there was quite a gap then, there, a three-year gap between Shock of the Hour and the this album, The Villain in Black. And the reason is, is he basically got going on this album right after the success of Shock of the Hour. And he he was working on it. He was, you know, had everything. He had a producer called DJ Train, which was a good friend of his. They had it all set. Well, DJ Train ended up passing away. And that, alongside Easy e passing away, really just kind of derailed Ren for a little while, and he kind of just stepped away for a bit. And so when he decided to start the album or, you know, look back at it and see what he wanted to do, he pretty much scrapped the whole thing and then brought uh, Cold 187 from Above the Law on to do most of the production, along with a producer called Dr. Jam, and basically made a whole new album. Um, so one thing you need to know is prior to this album, MC Ren joined the Nation of Islam. So Shock of the Hour is kind of like a split album. Half of it's like gangsta, the other half still, you know, hardcore, but a lot more conscious and teaching his beliefs from the Nation of Islam, right? So... This is his first like full album where he's definitely 100% lets you know what he's about. He's part of the Nation of Islam. and But another thing about this album is, is he definitely went more 
G-Funk, like for that West Coast sound, you know, very much in the G-Funk era at this point. From what I've seen, a lot of fans didn't like that. They liked Shock of the Hour, and they didn't like that. A lot of MCs at that time would just make funk, you know, G-Funk music, because that's what was in, especially West Coast rappers. And sometimes people just were like, I feel like you're just following a trend. You should have just did what you normally do. Here's the thing. Uh, MC Ren's a pioneer in West Coast hip-hop, so, I mean, if he wants to do G-Funk, he can do whatever the fuck he wants, as far as I'm concerned. I think it's good. I like this album. I like the funkness on it. I like the consciousness uh, that he also has on it as well. And, uh, yeah, so, like I said, I got this album, and I absolutely enjoyed it, and I loved it. This is the album, uh, when I first got my driver's license, this was the first album I threw in. Anyway, enough babbling about this. Let's get into this album, and we're going to get into number one, called The Bitch Made End Killer, all right? This is produced by uh, 187, Cold 187, and um, so here's kind of how it just starts off, like, again, this is a gangsta-ass rapper, I mean, it's MC Ren, you know, the villain in black, he's always been, that's his alias, he calls himself the villain in black, anyway, um... Oh, yeah, yeah, real quick, again, and on the album cover, is just him looking all menacing, reaching for the camera, says the villain in black and green anyway. Um, number one, Bitch Made and Killa. So this beat comes in just just raw, right? And I, I mean, again, most of these albums do, but like, this is a gangsta album, so this beat comes in and it's gangsta, all right? Here's the thing. 187 is a good MC in his own right, but he's also a really good producer. He definitely showcases his talent on this album for sure. Anyway, the beat comes in, all just kind of just the bass line, and, you know, Ren comes in and starts spitting it like, who is it, the bitch made and killa. I'm stomping on, you know, just ready to letting you know Ren, Ren's here been a three-year hiatus but the villain in black has arrived and then that beat just starts hitting and it's got like this little piano sample in it but it's like you know like a hard piano sample uh, if that makes sense and yeah the beats dope and it's just rent dude rent's getting just letting you know like fuck you you bitch ass motherfuckers rent's here the villain he's ready he's about to stomp your ass he's about to kill you let you fucking know what's up Ah, man, I tell you what. And that's what I like about Ren. You know, Ren has a presence on the mic, for sure. He's got a deep voice, too. And he's just, again, the guy's got flow. And the way he flows is my favorite thing. Even if his lyrics aren't as, like, good as Ice Cube or some other MCs, I'm a big guy that's into flowing. I obviously do like lyrics, but I really... Here's the thing. The lyrics aren't bad. Like, they're really good. I... I just, like I said, when it comes to the group, he just gets overshadowed by the other ones. But uh, talent-wise, his lyrics and his flow are on point. Anyway, let's play that clip from number one, The Bitch Made End Killer, from The Villain in Black 1996 in the house. Hit it! These bitch-made niggas swinging on the dick. Back the fuck up before I have a fit. I'm pillin' niggas' caps. Make a gang of snaps. Be true to this shit with all motherfucking raps. 187 bitch slapping on the track. Making fools break they self like as if it was a jack. Keep a big stick just in case I gotta swing. The heater is the max. Yeah, and we are back. 
man, that's a good that's a good one. Again, I like starting an album out like that, hardcore. You, I just knew from the beginning, if you know what you're buying, this was one of those times I bought this album and I was like, well, this is probably going to be hard as fuck. And starting it off, let me tell you, when I was 16, got my license, popped that in, bumped that up. Oh, man, I was feeling good that day. <laughs> anyway, on to number two. It is a song called Keep It Real, uh, produced by Dr. Jam. Like I said, this whole... Uh, album is basically co-produced between Cold 187 and Dr. Jam. A um, couple songs in there from a guy named Big Jesse. Anyway, uh, number two, keep it real. So we came in real fucking rough, rugged, you know, straight G-Funk. Like I said, you can you can hear the G-Funk on number one as well. Like, definitely, you know right off the bat you're getting some funk with it, with the hardcore. But anyway, we keep it nice and mellow. We lay it back, and we got a classic West Coast, just cool cruise song, as I like to call it. Again, keeping heavy with the G-Funk, the West Coast sound. Um, this song is just, like I said, it's just a roll song, keep it real. And Ren even pretty much just raps about how, you know, he keeps it real, you know, to be, and also just basically paints a picture of how, He's not the type to just make his money and move out of Compton. And, you know, he talks about giving back to his neighborhood and just basically not turning his back on his hood, on Compton. And, um, yeah, it's one of the best songs on this album, honestly. It's fucking awesome. This is one of the songs he had a single to. So, obviously, which makes perfect sense out of all the songs on here that one's definitely got the most uh radio play i would feel like and it's not too grimy he's not too you know gangsta in it he's just you know it's just a smooth smooth song and one of my favorites off the album so let's play that clip from number two keep it real villain in black mc ren let's go Laid back on the floor Niggas can't see me on the Madden with Frisco I'm running food straight to the dirt While my man train talking on the phone to evil Kurt Niggas waste gas driving down the same street Yo, we are back That was number two, keep it real And let's keep it moving Just want to stay uh, state the fact right now It's a short album, 11 songs I forgot to mention that before we dove into it But uh, again, one little kind of I guess you would say it is an interlude but it's a powerful one and we'll get to it when we get to it but otherwise I would say that you have 11 solid tracks here most of the songs are four minutes five minutes you know so um good good album and sometimes albums are too long sometimes they're too short this one's a little on the short side but nonetheless still a solid album anyway number three is a song called It's Like That, featuring Big Rock. This one is another production from Cold 187, all right? So, It's Like That is, I'm just going to state it right now. So, you know how I said Keep It Real is one of the best songs on the album? To me, personally, It's Like That is my favorite song on the album. 
Um, just me personally, I can understand if someone ends up liking other songs better. To me, I've just always liked the song. I love the beat on this because it starts off real hard, but then it's actually kind of, I mean, it's still hard, but it's just, it's just got a, an awesome feeling to it, I guess. You know, it just makes you like, it's, it's just mellow, but hard, you know, right in the middle, that Goldilocks right there. And, uh, big rock holds his own. He's got an interesting flow, good MC. And obviously Ren is the one that steals the show on this. But, uh, like I said, the beat is just fucking dope. And Ren comes in just, you know, kicking it and, it's like that is just letting you know, like, basically, the hook is even them going, it's like that, yeah, yeah, it's like that, and kind of come, you know, kind of throwing rhymes back and forth and letting you know, like, hey, step to Ren, you might get fucked up, yeah, it's like that, I, you know, in a nutshell, that's basically, and that's the thing when you, when it comes to this album in general, like, this is a West Coast gangsta album, like, to its core, that's who MC Ren is. That's what he's always been about. He ain't never been about anything else other than just being a fucking gangsta-ass rapper, okay? And that's what you want from Ren. That's what you... I, that's all I need from Ren. I don't need anything else other than that. And it's like that is definitely all of that in one, basically. And that's why I love this song, because I think Ren comes hard and it is one of his best rhymes on the whole album i think big rock goes really well on this song and the production and the beat is one of my favorite beats and it's just it's just a just a hard ass song and on that note let's just take a listen we'll take a little little let's peep this bad boy you know what i'm saying this is number three it's like that featuring big rock from mc ren villain in black 1996 Hit it. I be the one that they be pulling off that fool on the flow. After we be going toe to toe, I holds mine. Never do I be talking no shit. Cause the niggas I be talking that shit always get it. Punk ass niggas go face down in the river. Other niggas don't give a fuck when they buck. They give a damn about you and your mama. So get the fuck up out of here, nigga. And, take the- and we back in effect that was number three. And now let's move on to number four. I would love to just have a whole episode where I talk about number three. It is one of my favorite Ren songs. Um, but anyway, let's move on. In. Let's let's just move on before I get stuck on it. All right. Number four is a song called Mad Scientist. So this is uh, produced by Dr. Jam, co-produced by Madness for Real, so both of them. This is his second or one of his two singles. So he had Keep It Real, and he had Mad Scientist. Two definitely different singles, because Mad Scientist is hard as fuck, all right? Like, the bass line on this is just menacing, and, you know, it's funny because Ren has this ability where I told you he can rap for these little fast, and, like, when I say he's very instrumental to me, like, I definitely would say some of my flow is definitely from Ren, 100%. Like, those little... Because I can't rap fast, but I can do it for a short little line. You know what I mean? Like, I can be, like, checking it while I'll be starting to go on a flow. You know, like, well, that's how Ren would do. You know, he would kind of be rapping and then all of a sudden say these little fast, like, lines. Anyway, 
Um, what I'm getting at is he does not do that on this song because Ren can also do this thing where he just raps real slow, but like has a has a good flow with it. Like so, this slow kind of flow where he almost is like talking, but I mean. The way he emphasizes certain things, like who is it, that black brother that they call Ren, you know, just rolling in like that. And um, this one, he's, he, I mean, he's getting kind of, you know, dropping science on you, but but in a hardcore way, like basically letting you know he's the mad scientist. He's coming up with brand new styles, creations. He, he has these cool two lines in there that I really like where he goes, um... Bro, you know, basically stating that MCs are just whack as fuck compared to how they used to be. And this is in 96. But um, being like, he quotes KRS-One. You already know how big of a KRS-One fan I am. But he goes, criminal-minded, you've been blinded. I'm looking for some shit like this but can't find it. You know, and then he immediately after that goes, six in the morning, police at my door. Brothers don't make that type of shit no more. And... For some reason, I just always liked that he added those two. So, Six in the Morning is a song from Ice-T. And obviously, Criminal Minded is a song from KRS-One. And he, I just like the way he shouted those two out. But then also just given basically being like, man, I, I just don't see the hardcore anymore. That's why the, villain in ba- and that's why the villain in black is back. And yeah, it's a good song. Again, I see why he picked this for a single too, uh, to coexist with keep keep it real you know you got the mellow slick west coast vibe and then on this one is hardcore as fuck you know um mad scientist and then it's just sampling himself from other songs like ren is in control here we go again scaring people to death you know um and it's yeah it's just it's it's fly it's fucking dope you know what i'm saying what, what more can you say from the villain in black uh on that note we're going to play that clip, number four, Mad Scientist. Play it. Dark side is where I'm coming from, all alone. Strangling niggas is faking on the microphones. Because I've been around and I'm going to be around again. Who is it, the black nigga that they call Ren? Won't be bragging on a nine double lift. My steel toe kicks turn tricks. I use sticks and stones to say what's up to my niggas on the side. All right. Let's keep it moving. Basically halfway through the album now. Like I said, it's a short one, but as you hear these clips, you you know, again, you love West Coast hip-hop. There's a chance you've never heard this album. Like, I remember getting this album. Obviously, you know, when it came to West Coast hip-hop, me and my brother listened to Tupac and, you know, Snoop and Dre, and we obviously were listening to the heavy hitters. Uh, and this was years, like I said, it was a few years past that when I started kind of just going out and looking for my own music instead of just listening to whatever he was listening to. Um, I remember showing him this album and he thought this album was dope because it's very West Coast sounding. And uh, yeah, it was, we both like this album. He still likes this album. Anyway, uh, this next song is number five called Live from Compton, Saturday Night. And this one is another production from Cold 187. Uh, he's also featured on the song. So besides Big Rock, we now have our second feature, which is Cold 187. I'm just going to state this right now, and I'm not going to dive into it too much until I get to an album from them. I fucking love Above the Law. 
one of my favorite rap groups of all time, and that's who Cold 187 is from. He's from that group, uh, affiliated with NWA anyway. So I love this song just for the simple fact that Cold 187's on it, right? I love that. I think it's awesome. Uh, And the beat, when it comes in, it's got like a guitar riff, so it sounds kind of like rockish, but it also has these, you know, the the same menacing type beats that are going on. And you can kind of tell like number one, number three, and number five do sound similar. You can kind of tell that it's the same producer. And those ones so happen to keep being some of my favorite ones. So anyway, this one's definitely like a lot of energy, beats very, very fucking heavy and just rolling you know what i mean and you got ren and cold 187 it's uh it's always a match made in heaven and live from compton you know once again it's pretty much just them braggatoshes gangster rapping and shit but um pretty much being just painting a picture like hey live from compton this is what's going on shit's fucked up <laughs> and uh yeah uh it's a, it's a solid song i will say even though i do enjoy having cold 187 on it it took me a while to come around to this song. There's a long phone intro to it, but it is it has become one of my top songs on this album. I do think it's an awesome ass song. Uh so let's let's listen to it. How about that? We'll play a clip from number five, live from Compton Saturday night, featuring the cold 187 MC Ren, villain for life. Oh shit. I mean villain in black. Hit it. Come on and step on in. No turning back. While I drop shit to have your mind turning black. Nigga, I break goddamn necks when I drop verses and blind your sight from the shit that I recite. Live from Compton, it's Saturday night. But ain't no jokes because I don't play that. What's up, what's up? That was number five, which leads us into number six. A song called Still the Same End. This one is, uh, we got our first different producer besides Dr. Jam and Cold 187. We got Big Jesse on this one. And, uh, yeah. So, Still the Same End. This has a really funny intro, right? So, it's kind of, the the intro to the song is this dude kind of just walking up to whatever. I, in my head, I picture him walking up to a store, a bunch of people sitting outside, and he's like, hey, what's up, man? What's going on? And he goes, you you seen Ren? He's like, yeah, I saw him, you know, a little while ago. He's like, he's still uh, playing his shit or whatever. And he goes, I don't, I don't fuck with him anyway, you know, basically hating on Ren, this dude is. He gets in the car with his buddy, and they're blasting MC Ren, right? And his friend goes, Man, I thought you hated this dude. Why are you always playing his shit? And the guy goes, cuz, I'm on his nuts, fool. Don't worry about it, you know. Just clowning, you know. It's a funny fucking intro. Anyway, they get back home. This dude and his homie. And he's like, all right, let's roll him up. Let's smoke some joints, you know, whatever. Smoke some blunts. And dude's like, where are the, where are the papers? He's like, oh, they're in the room. So the same dude that was talking shit goes into the room to get the papers. And all of a sudden... You hear the closet open, and he goes, oh, shit, man. The fuck you doing in the closet? Now, I it doesn't say it, but clearly it's MC Ren. And he's like, scared the fuck out of me. What's up? And then you just hear a gunshot. So basically, Ren was just waiting in this dude's house, shot him, killed him. And then it busts in to the song, 
and it has the sample from an NWA song of him going, hey, yo, I'm still the same N, and then in the background, another sample of him going, I check it out, y'all, I check it out, y'all, and it's just, oh, man, when you hear the gunshot and it breaks into that and there's no beat yet, it's just those two samples, and then you hear the beat start coming in, and again, it's fucking West Coast, it's gangsta sound, and this beat's hard as fuck, and bass lines hit, and it's got this very eerie feeling to it, and because the album's called Villain in Black, I always am just like picturing just not like a dark city. I'm just picturing like a void of darkness and Ren's there to basically be like, sup, bitch. You know, like, uh, still the same end. And I mean, on this song, just letting you know, ain't a motherfucking thing changed. He's still the same that he was before. He's still the villain. He's still going to kill your ass. He's still going to fuck your bitch and do all types of shit that Ren wants to do because he does whatever the fuck he feels like. He's still the same. All right? That's all you need to know. So, yo, we're going to play that clip. Number six, still the same end from The Villain in Black, 96. Hit it. I got the German millimeters, nigga, fuck a fight. Cause niggas don't scrap no more, that's a no-no. Fools get hot, they shoot your ass on the spot. Cause bitch made niggas get fucked like a hoe. But be out of work like that nigga Arsenio. Hey, yo, coming back like that, that was number six. And that leads us into number seven, a song called I Don't Give a Damn. This one's produced by Dr. Jam and Madness for Real Company. So you got them teaming up again like they did on Mad Scientist. So you can imagine, Mad Scientist was hard as fuck, right? Yeah, well, so is I Don't Give a Damn. Bass is thumping on this one. Uh, the hook on this one is also good because it's just him going, and I don't give a damn, and then sampling Dr. Dre from straight out of Compton going, damn, d- damn, damn. You know, you got the DJ just cutting, scratching. Uh, yo. I Don't Give a Damn is is one of the harder songs on this album, too. Like I said, beats just fucking hitting. And same premise, you know, on this song, same thing. You know, Ren's just letting you know, hey, I don't give a, I don't give a damn. And I know when I said, like, there is one premise on this album, obviously, some gangster shit. But the thing is, is you can still... There's there's a good way of being of doing gangster rap in a bad way. I mean, if you're just like saying the m- most vulgar shit and your rhymes are just kind of like whack, then you're just going for shock value. Thing with Ren is the way you know the metaphors he's using, the flowing he's using, his lyrics. His lyrics are tight as fuck on this album. I'm just gonna say that right now. So, I mean, the the funny thing to me is if Ren's the worst, you know. He's the second best writer out of the whole group. That means that just shows you how good Ice Cube is because Ren is extremely talented and a great writer. And yeah, even on the movie, you hear them say when Ice Cube leaves, Jerry Heller's like, you know, whether he said this in real life or not, but just to give you a context of how good Ren is, you know, Jerry goes, don't worry, guys, we still have Ren. Ren's easily as good of a writer as Ice Cube. So they weren't really worried. You know, when they were battling each other, that was basically Ren and Cube battling each other because they were the ones writing, you know, anyway. Uh, 
yeah, I don't give a damn. <laughs> that's that's where we were. I went off on a tangent again. You know what? No more speaking. Let's just play that clip. Number seven, I don't give a damn from the villain in black. Hit it. Who want to step into the room where that nigga ran me at? Making shit that's back. Because in 95, I got to hustle for your ass. Dropping shit like in the past. Rated double X, you in trouble when I hex. Niggas that be acting like hoes of the opposite sex. Because fool, I'm a soldier with a regiment. And we are back. That was number seven, I Don't Give a Damn. And next up, we got number eight, a song called Mind Blown, featuring Big Rock. So Big Rock's back again, 187 on production. And this song's a lot more like Keep It Real. We had like a real heavy stretch in there, you know what I mean? Of like some real banging-ass fucking songs, right? Dark, deep, hardcore songs. So Mind Blown... It's a little bit more funk, you know, a little bit more funkadelic, laid back, definitely very funky. It's got a hook. It's actually got, you know, people singing kind of, you know, on a mission, people keep on wishing, and then Ren will come in and be like, I got your motherfucking mind blown. And he's kicking good lyrics on this. He's going for the mind blow type of lyrics, I would say. I mean, it's always gangster with Ren, but... A little bit more chill on that whole aspect on this one. You know, he's not jumping out of closets, killing motherfuckers for uh, talking shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, and I mean, it's a nice little, I feel like in the album, good little layback track to kind of be like, all right, cool, cool. You know, back to being just kind of chill again. It's a good cruise song. Once again, just like Keep It Real. Uh, Keep It Real is definitely better than this song. But, I mean, nonetheless, it's still, it's a good, good where it's at. I like it being there, especially after that hard stretch. Nice little chill. And then we can ease on to the rest of the album, the end of the album. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all to really say about that one. Big Rock does his thing again. Um, you know, he's not a bad MC. Ren obviously steals the show, but he he does his thing on this. I think he did better on it's like that but nonetheless he's still good uh on that note let's play a clip from mind blown featuring big rock from the villain in black play it nigga i'm the black giant putting shit down your niggas are familiar with my sound i'm shocking motherfuckers like water and a live wire making niggas feel the fire like richard pryor the great elephant the bitch made nigga killer I'm stepping on you niggas like a Godzilla. A living legend like Shaq. The beginning and the last Mohican. Cause I'll be seeking to have niggas tweaking. And yo, we are back like that. You hear what I'm saying? It's definitely, you know, those those last few tracks were definitely like real heavy, real hard. And I was all here for it. But I very much enjoy that song and the little bit of the, you know, reset the back to being like, all right, all right, we got all that out for now. And, you know, it's a, it's it's good where it's at. And then it brings you right into the next song because it's time to just get fucking hard again. The next song, number nine, is called The Great Elephant. So on this album, throughout a lot of the songs, almost most of them, if he's not referring to himself as, you know, the villain in black, he'll also, you know, refer to himself as the mad scientist, okay? You'll hear that a lot on this too. 
And the third thing that you'll hear him call himself a lot is the great elephant. So yet definitely on lots of songs, you'll hear, you'll hear him refer to himself as the great elephant. Um, but here's the thing. This song, once again, is funky. It's funkadelic as hell, but it's mixed with that. The, the beat on this is hard as fuck. We got big Jesse on the beat again. And I, that's what I like about this album. It's like, got its own West Coast feel to it. It's not, it doesn't feel like it's trying or it's reusing, you know, similar beats that other West Coast MCs had already used or done better, you know what I mean? It, it got, it has its own, I like it. I like the flavor of the album. Um, Again, out of all of his albums, this one is, at least all of his albums in the 90s, this one is the least best or you know this one sold the least amount but i don't know it's it, it had like a, it has a special place in my heart anyway uh the great elephant is one of those songs that definitely is one of the heavy hitters i again there there's some real heavy hitters on here but something about this beat even though it's not as like fucking menacing as i don't give a damn or Live from Compton or Mad Scientist, but this one's got its own. It's funny because it sounds like a, like it really encompasses what I feel like the Great Elephant is. I picture Ren like stomping in, but also I picture like feeling the vibrations from an elephant like walking. I don't know. The beat really does a good job at creating that, and Ren's way of flowing on this. He it just feels like he's rapping like he's this larger than life just monstrous godzilla sized dude just stomping through the great elephant and he's basically just rapping about how fucking dope he is and he's the great elephant listen to him roar you know type of shit basically stating you know he's a pioneer in west coast hip-hop and yeah it's it's a it's a dope ass dope ass song and that's why I like it. So, you know, you got two songs. He refers to himself as the Great Elephant, Mad Scientist. He has two songs titled that. Mostly, this is the only album that he does refer to himself like that. Uh, As for the album title, he's always called himself the Villain in Black. So, yeah, let's play that clip from number nine, The Great Elephant from MC Ren, Villain in Black 96. Let's go. I'm the original one, the niggas be biting, but who's won't admit it, exactly what they did it. I've been wrecking shit, 4,000 BC, back in the days, nigga on your TV, back when my nigga King T was the coolest, when 1580 still had the Mac. And we are back, that was the Great Elephant, which leads us into number 10. So number 10 is that interlude. It's titled Muhammad Speaks, featuring Khalid Muhammad, all right? So he is a minister of the Nation of Islam. He was basically the person before Farrakhan. Uh, He was removed by Farrakhan. So prolific speaker, also part of the new Black Panther Party, very prominent in the Nation of Islam. So he's he's got him talking over this real just eerie beat. Not even, I want to say eerie. I feel like in this beat, you can like feel the anger 
and the anguish of like you know cold 187 did the producing on this song again but the beat paired with what he's talking about so Khalid Muhammad's basically talking about the atrocities that were inflicted on African Americans for you know 400 years and it's just like I said this when I said this interludes deep I mean it's it just has an effect it's his words pierce through he's got a voice that I mean there's a reason why he was a speaker and he you know had such a prominent role, you know, a minister in the nation of Islam, right? So, anyway, I'm just going to play that clip just a little bit so you can hear the beat and hear hear him talk and just, yeah, definitely hard, a very hard-hitting interlude in its own right. And just to kind of show you where Ren was at, basically. Yeah, he was a gangster, but he was very... He wanted you to also know his beliefs and what, you know, he he believed in. So on that note, let's play number 10, Muhammad Speaks from the Villain in Black. Let's go. When they took us from Africa, they stripped us of our diamonds and our gold and our silver, our material resource, our spiritual resource, and our human resource. And we became and we are back and then that interlude pretty much leads us in to number 11 which is a song called bring it on produced by cold 187 again and featuring above the law so not only is it featuring cold 187 but it's featuring above the law so also the other mc and above the law is kmg so you got 187 kmg trigger man and Ren also continues having clips of Khalid Muhammad speaking, right? So this beat kind of continues the what was going on in number 10. This one's a little bit more like, you know, okay, now you heard that shit you heard. Now, fuck that shit. We fighting back. Fuck that, you know? And, you know, this, this, this beat, once again, hard as fuck. And... It's got just a feeling to it, kind of like number 10 the beat did. And like I said, everyone does their thing. I got to say, I love Above the Law, so I really enjoy Cold 187 and KMG's verse. Trigger Man, he does he does okay. He doesn't do bad. Ren, obviously, once again, doing his thing. But uh, for me, Above the Law is what steals this song because this is definitely their type of beat. And obviously 187 made it, but they, and they've always been the same way too. Like just, you know, 187 even has, you know, a line where he's like, and now I'm mad as fuck, you know, just, ba- you know, pretty much just talking about all the bullshit that African-Americans have had to deal with for fucking years and years and years. And, you know, they, they, they lay it all out, you know, even in the hook, like, and literally going like 400 years of slavery and we still ain't free, though we're supposed to act like we live in. So, you know, like they're supposed to act like everything's fine and they're living just fine. And then basically all of them are like, fuck that. And the hook is a girl going, you got to bring it on. You know, again, I can't sing, but I had to harmonize just to give you a little bit of a, you know, 
what's what's going on there. But yeah, dude, this song, one of the best songs on the album, one hundred percent. I mean, it's a posse cut basically to end the, to end the album, and it's a heavy hitting fucking song. So you know, most of this album's been just straight gangster, right? Like real hardcore and shit, G funk. You know, they ain't shit g-funk about this last song this last song and it's kind of funny like the way this album ends it just ends like on a real serious note i feel like where you're just like damn you know and it is just kind of randomly out of nowhere but again throughout the whole album you can hear in almost most of the songs ren making references to the nation of islam and what he believes in and a lot of the shit he's rapping about is you know like basically being like fuck this shit we've been oppressed for this long which is what nwa was always about anyway so to me it doesn't seem out of nowhere just it just got like super fucking serious at the end but it's i i I like it i like the way it ends it's a hard song once again some of my favorite beats on this album came from 187 so maybe that's why i like this song so much as well but nonetheless Let's play a clip from number 11, Bring It On, MC Ren, featuring Above the Law, Trigger Man, and once again, clips of Khalid Muhammad. Let's go. Play that. Stay tuned in to the truth I didn't come to light up, I came to tighten up. Niggas, here I come, black nigga, the gorilla. The shit, who is it? It's the bitch made nigga killer. I control the street, shit is all underground. Niggas gotta step the fuck back when I come around. Nigga, fuck the police. The white and that was number 11, Bring It On. And that's the end of the album, y'all. That is The Villain in Black. Yeah, it's a funky, hard-ass album. I mean, again, you, you like West Coast hip-hop? Like, you know when we did King T and I was like, you like West Coast hip West Coast hip-hop? You're going to like this album. It, if you're just strictly on that G-Funk West Coast shit, though, this is like a gem. You probably didn't even know that this one existed, but it's a different type of G-Funk. It's almost like conscious G-Funk. And anyway, you know, or if you never bought a, one of MC Ren's solo albums or maybe you just never made it past Shock of the Hour, give Villain in Black a try because it's a dope album. Uh, it's one of my favorites. It is my favorite album from MC Ren, 100%. Uh, but again, I'm a little biased because of it. It's one of the earliest albums I bought with my own money. You know, back when I probably had like maybe eight eight CDs, this was probably number nine. You know, so I, I was real young, very much enjoy this album. I still enjoy this album to this day, listening to it to get ready for this episode. Man, it took me right back. I fucking love this album. Anyway, that means you know what I got to do. I got to pick three that I would take off, which is going to be very difficult for me because I will state this is an album I listen to all the way through. I do really like this album. There's at least one song that I have no problem really taking it off, but I don't skip any songs on this album. I definitely listen to it all the way through. But anyway... I got to pick three that I would take off, and then I got to pick my top three. That's what we do on this show, okay? So, if I'm taking three off, if I have to, I got a gun to my head, you got to take three songs off. I am 
gonna take mind blown off. Um, again, I like the placement. I like it being right there before we get to the real serious shit at the end of the album. And I do like that it breaks up the hard, like gangsta shit that was going on for like, you know, most of the album before it, besides keep it real. Um, even though that's gangsta in its own right, but, um, I don't know. It is my least favorite song on the album. I will say that. I don't know, beat-wise and everything, it's just, you know, it's good. I like it. It's catchy. It's just, you know, if I got to take three songs off, I'm going to take that song off. Another song I'm going to take off. Um, on that note, we just going to keep it going. I ain't even going to fuck with it no more. Um, so this next song, I know I said how hard it was and how, you know, just... I mean, and it is, man. It's one of the hardest songs on this album. It is. But I just like the other songs more that I have to keep them on. Um, I am going to take I Don't Give a Damn off. It really does. That one really pains me to take off just because the beat is fucking hard. But, like, when I was doing this, I was looking. I was like, well, I got to have this. You know, I got to have this other song. I got to have, like, I got to have Mad Scientist. You know, I got to have basically you know the first few songs and so i decided so they're right after each other so i don't give a damn is number seven number eight is mind blown um and the 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 last one i'm gonna take off and you heard me say how it is it it really is one of my favorite songs on the album but i like the other ones better so i know that's not really say much how can it be one of my favorites but uh, it's the one that grew on me it took me a while but because it took so long to grow on me it's still gonna make the bottom three that is live from compton saturday night featuring cold 187 as much as i really love cold 187's verse on there it just compared to like i gotta have all the other songs on there i got to and i'm not gonna take number 10 off because that's technically not a song so to me i take mind blown number eight off i take i don't give a damn number seven and i take live from compton saturday night number five off um yeah i it's just it it pains me to take those other two but i gotta pick three it's how it's gotta go all right now that leads me to picking my top three. So, my top three, uh, you heard me say it. I literally said it during the review. So, once again, sh- shouldn't come as any surprise. My favorite song out of the whole album is It's Like That featuring Big Rock. So, that's definitely in the top three. Um, I would also say number two, Keep It Real. I really like Keep It Real. I really like the mellow, just funk, gangsterness of it. Um, again, I said I, I understand why he made that one one of his singles because it's one of the top three songs on the album, to me anyway. So we got It's Like That. Number three, we got Keep It Real. Number two. And I think I just... I think it goes without saying, just from the feeling you get and how just good it is i gotta put number 11 bring it on on there just because it's uh it's just a heavy hitting song and that's it does it's 
you have to have it in your top three. Again, um, the honorable mention would have been The Great Elephant. That was the one I was originally going to put in my top three, but after re-listening to the album again, bring it on, man. That's 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 a fucking... That's a hard, that's a hard song right there. That's, that's heavy hitting. So one more time, I got number two, keep it real. Number three, it's like that. And number 11, bring it on. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the album. Like I said, one of my favorites. I definitely urge you like I do with every album I do. But this one, especially if you're a West Coast fan and you have not heard this album, definitely go listen to it. You're in for a treat. You're going to like it, especially if you really like that. Like, there, there's gangster shit, and then there's hardcore gangster shit. Well, this, that hardcore gangster shit. Again, it's MC Ren, you know? What, what else more can you expect? You know, one of the founding members of NWA. One of the best MCs out in the West, for sure. Um, so, yeah, like I said, definitely go give it a listen. I've never shown this album to anybody that likes West Coast hip-hop and them not like it, you know? So that's just my advice to you. Again, props to MC Ren. He just doesn't ever get the credit I believe he deserves. And yeah, that's why I decided to do this album review, Villain in Black, 96, our first one from 1996. And on that note, as always, make sure you click subscribe, like, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Bring the Noise Podcast. I am your host, Straight the Clipper, and until next episode, I'm Audi 5000. Peace. One, two, and three, eight.